What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Michelle and Casey, and we are reluctantly discussing the series finale of The Walking Dead. And it's been out for two weeks now, and it still hurts to say that. Like, you sure y'all don't want to give us like one more season? Season 12. Part one. <laughs> just a little bit oh how are we feeling like how many times have you ha- how many times have y'all watched this now um i've seen it twice um three times oh okay i guess i'm a glutton for punishment i've seen I th- i've seen it like six hey but see i'm still watching Fear the Walking Dead. So I'm I'm I still feel like the show is still carrying on because I'm watching another series. So Okay. But you know, I love Fear and everything, but it, it ain't the main show. It's not, trust me. It's not. It's not. Ooh, there's a lot to unpack in this episode. We got a lot to talk about. Casey and I have a lot to talk about because we actually went to LA. We were present for the series finale event at the Orpheum Theater. We got to watch the show with the cast and crew. We got to attend a live taping of Talking Dead with damn near the whole cast. Yeah, (laughs) right. Everybody was there. Um, We got to meet a couple of people, get some photos. We had a good time. Friends, they left me at home. Uh, they wouldn't pack me. They wouldn't pack me in that sixty dollar suitcase. Have <laughs> it on record that we asked you several times several on the time. podcast <laughs> to come said, with us. We my husband asked said we, I couldn't go. Right, I couldn't. I couldn't fit in y'all backpack. Girl, look, our stuff couldn't fit in our backpack. I ended up having to pay for a, a carry on on Did the way you? back. Yes. So let me tell you, let, let's go into let's go into the ridiculous stuff before we get into the heartbreak and and happiness and all the emotions that is the the series finale of The Walking Dead. So of course we flew Spirit because Spirit was cheap. Got a round trip ticket to LA for $305. Okay. This is for the weekend before Thanksgiving. So I was like, okay, I'll deal with Spirit. Went online bought me one of those traveling backpacks that kind of expands and you can put stuff in it. It was great. When I left Atlanta, I knew my bag was just slightly larger than what they consider a personal bag. But I was like, okay, I'm going I'm to see if they're going to let me get on this plane. I got on the plane. No problem. I stuck no my problem. bag up under the seat best I could. No problem. Coming back, however, was a different story. Because we had goodies from the finale event. Um, You know, we we had a couple of little extra things. You know, we had bought snacks and stuff and we had extra. And um, yeah, my my backpack was looking mighty thick on the day I was supposed to fly out. And let me tell you, the LAX spirit people, they were watching people like hawks. Like if your book bag was that much bigger... That girl was like, "Oh, you need to see if your book, if if your your bag is gonna fit in this thing. If it's not, you're gonna have to pay for a carry on." And she was trying to warn people before they got to the gate, but she was like, "If you get to this gate, if you get to boarding 
And we have to pull you out of the line because of a carry-on is going to cost you more in the end. If you had to, if you were boarding and they pulled you out and you had to pay hundred dollars, I was like, you know what? Let me go on ahead and pay my little and just be done. Oh no. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, I seriously find that ridiculous. It is. I weigh robbery, honey. It is. It really is. But that's okay. The only reason why I flew them was because Southwest wanted like $700. So I was like, oh, that $400 could go towards, you know, my trip Mm -hmm. and our visit to the Funko store, which we got to do as well, and food. So, yeah. So that was a thing. But anyway... Other than that, LA was great. We were there not long enough and we plan on going back, but we got to attend this finale event with hundreds of other fans. We got to see the stars. We got to see the red carpet. We met Melissa McBride. Awesome. And you know, I had met um, Kari Payton and Ross Marquand before at Fandemic and Dragon Con. So I'd seen them before, but we got to meet them again. I got Kari to autograph my Walking Dead poster that I finally found. Now, let me tell you, we had planned on getting posters to take with us to get autographs. Could not find a poster here. And the ones on Amazon, they were taking like, they wanted, they were like, oh, expected arrival date mid-December. I was like, that's going to be way too late for me. We happened to walk into a souvenir shop that had posters in the back. And I just decided, huh, let me go see what posters they got. Sure enough, they have Walking Dead season one posters. We grabbed them. And I think those posters were what? $8. $8? Oh. Yeah. So we we had a lot of fun, fun little stuff happen to us on this trip. My poster became a sign. Yeah. Yes, because that says once, I love you, Denai. Once we realized Denai was actually going to be there right before she got on stage, Casey unrolled her poster. She folded it so that the white, you know, the back of it was visible. She took one of her markers that we bought and she wrote in big green letters, "I love you, Denai," and she hung it over the balcony. And just let me tell you, I have a picture of Casey, and she's just <laughs> like this. She is just steady focused on denial when i tell you i had to check to see if that chick was breathing she was just like (laughs) i ain't want to miss nothing (laughs) i love her like i love her if i ever meet her i think i might pass out like we we were hoping that would happen because i was Mm -hmm. like i'm definitely getting that on camera you have to. I think if we had stayed out at the red carpet, maybe another 10 or 15 minutes, we may have been able to catch her on the red carpet, but we would have missed the time to go in and look at the fan experience and see all of the props and how they decorated and everything. And we wanted to go experience that too. So, I mean, we saw quite a few people on the red carpet, a lot of people on the red carpet. Um, a few of them came over, talked to us while we were standing on the side. So it was, it was a good little experience. So we'll talk more about that later. Let's get into this episode. So the first thing about this episode that I noticed is that we did not get the voiceover intro from Judith. And that worried the hell out of me. Because I was like, okay, if Judith is not giving us the voiceover, does that mean that she's not okay? Like, I I didn't think they were going to kill Judith off. 
But there was that one little moment where really? I was, you actually too saw sure. her? Yeah, where, when I didn't hear her vo- voiceover, because you remember we talked about a couple episodes ago where I felt like the way that they were doing the voiceovers, it was kind of like Judith in the future or what she was supposed to be like in the future. And then the fact that we didn't get that voiceover, I was like, y'all better not kill this shit before her mom and her daddy come back. So like I said, I knew it wasn't happening, but they scared me just a little bit. Just a little bit. Enough for me to be side side eyeing the screen while we were in the theater like, I don't like this. Where's Judith? Where's the voiceover? But instead of hearing the voiceover, we see Daryl rushing into the hospital with her unconscious. He puts her on a stretcher and he goes to look for help. And as he's doing that, there are two Commonwealth soldiers coming down the hall. One of them has like a container of, I guess, medications, um, you know, health healthcare supplies. And they knock Daryl out. Now, Daryl is knocked out. Judith is kind of conscious and she's looking around. And she sees that walkers are headed towards the hospital. And Daryl, in his haste, left the door open. Of course, he wasn't thinking about what was behind him. He's trying to get Judith to the hospital. This girl, when I tell you, she is damned if she ain't a grinds. Right. Weakened blood loss. This chick gets off the stretcher, goes to the door to close them. And she has to fight with a walker who was trying to get into the door. When I say that girl has some determination because she was like, uh-uh, what y'all not going to do is come in here when my uncle is laying on the floor unconscious. And, and eat his brain. Right. And then eat mine because I can only fight with one with one arm right now. But she gets a table in front of the door. She passes out. I was like, okay, y'all stressing us out from the very beginning. All right. I guess that's what we're going to do. Um, I don't know how I want to do this. Do you, how do y'all want to do this? I don't think, I don't think we really need to recap at this point because every, I think everybody who's listening to us, everybody who watched, they know what happened. They know what order mm-hmm. happened. I just, I think I just, we can, really, we can just give our reaction to it because I have thoughts. What you got thoughts on? Oh yeah, what's your thoughts on? Let's start. Besides the fact, besides the look, let's not get (laughs) let's not get to the end quite yet. Okay, we already know Rick and Michonne showed up at the end of the episode. We know that's all case we want to talk about. Let's talk. Okay, let's let's get a other. Okay, the the problem I have is they should have killed more people. Personally. Realistically, even though it's a fake show, realistically, with the horde and with the Pamela's uh coup, everybody came out unscathed. That's because it was our people fighting. Except except for three people. Who's the third person? Oh, Jewel. But actually, it was actually it was a couple more. But the the other two, I think, were just the like unknown people. The yeah. unknown. Yeah, it's random the un- people look. The it's the unknown. But I mean, it's- I called Jules in the two episodes ago when she got swept away by the walkers. Even before that, because of the way that she was looking while she was walking with them, because again, that was the first time she had ever done that. It was like, yeah, I don't think Jules is gonna be long for this world. And I mean, 
she was she was putting up a fight you know when the group was sitting there fighting they're still fighting the walkers that you know cornered them when they were trying to get daryl and judith out the way she was sitting there fighting them i think the problem was that last walker that she killed i think the way the angle that she came at him it put her exposed to another walker and i Hooray. think that's where she that's where she messed up but she could have kept going but she like what they didn't bite your legs so why you fall? Oh, you falling down. Girl, I, Boo, look, you keep running. We cut your arm off at the end. Look, Let's let go. Let's go. I don't know what it feels like to have a walker, a diseased, decaying person biting into my arm. But I'm pretty sure if I'm already panicked, if I'm already scared and that happens, I'm not going to be sitting there thinking logically like, okay, this is what they can do. And this is what they're going to do. And we need to do. I don't think she was thinking that. Well, she could have got. She well, one thing you could have done is thought about survival, and she wasn't quite thinking that because you just keep going. She you saw Rosita didn't sit there and say, Oh, Rosita had that baby my on her chest. One, two, Rosita is one of the best fighters in our group. Correct. Three, Rosita is Rosita. You can't compare Jules and Rosita. I'm not, not but Jules could have got up and, and moving. Let me ask you a question. What do you remember of Jules from this series? Besides the fact that she was Luke's girlfriend. <laughs> that she calls Luke to die. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> well, she didn't him to die. She caused him to get bit. Okay. I'm just well, technically speaking, him him being knocked down on the ground by the walker and hitting his head on the concrete, that's what caused him to get bit. Because I'm pretty sure Luke would have had presence of mind, even though, yes, he was worried about Jules. He was still fighting. He was trying to get to her. He was still fighting. But that walker grabbed him and knocked him down. And yeah. he hit his head on that concrete. I'm sure, you know, he probably was not in the, I mean, I'm like, it, he literally just fell. My yeah he did I, i'm seeing it now he did trying to pull her because it's like she had lead in her feet and he pulling her saying help help she was surrounded by <laughs> and, and at this point so heartless yeah right because luke had to suffer for that you know what i'm saying i understand that's his girlfriend and then we had to we had he had to suffer because he was trying to pull her and she wasn't moving yeah, because they I bit mean, her she ankles. Had, she had walkers clawing at her. She, I mean, she had them all over. They were probably clawing at her back, like grabbing her. She yeah. probably just couldn't get some traction she, again. Like I said, we don't really know much about Jules except for the fact that she yeah. But then we have Judith, her. who should be passed out, getting up, closing doors. You know, again, survivor instincts kicked in on her too. People versus everybody else. Come on, Ocean Side. Ocean Side, yes, they they some of our people, but they didn't come up with like, yes, they were warriors because they had to fight after you know their men and their sons were taken. I and mean, I'm they sorry. was part of the training that they did when Michonne was there. Remember, they had they their own little plan. Ain't our no. people. Jules was Not working in the cafeteria. Way. She wasn't doing the um <laughs> she wasn't even training. out there for that. She was making some um clam chowder. Judith has been in this since birth. <laughs> Look, don't let me start. Look. <laughs> and plus, 
like Judith said, <laughs> um, excuse me, my mama went to go get my dad and we're going to be a family again. We're going to be together again. Judith is like, again, which I'm not, not going to die. <laughs> what y'all not about to do is come up in this hospital and think y'all about to have me for lunch. Think y'all about to have my uncle for lunch. This ain't finna happen. Not say what you thought it was. What? Yes. Not at all. Now the first time watching it, I was so I was upset when Luke was on that table all cut up. You know they trying to save his life, and I was upset. Same time watching, I was like, all this sobbing. That was they family girl. Let's let's say Judith. I need y'all to go to another room. That's they family. You leave them alone. <laughs> Why do I you need so you to go to another today? room? Why is she so heartless today? Oh my God. Anthony, are you in the room? What is wrong with her today? (laughs) Excuse me. Y'all making too much noise over there. I got a a baby right here. Y'all. I and I guess because I was looking down, looking at some of the doctors. I'm like, this is what how it was the first time I watched that. I mean, because first time I was crying (laughs) with them. But the second time I was like, okay, this is a little too much. This I is why the- this is why I always say I don't want to hear I don't want Kelly cry because when because when Angel Theory cries on this show, she gives it her all. I'm telling you, Kelly was a mess. I'm sitting there next to Casey. I'm like, okay, I know everybody else in this theater is crying because I can hear all the sniffles and sobs. But when I tell you, ugly cry going on, because I think even though I. So Luke has been one of my little favorite side characters on the show just because he represents a portion, I feel like, of the zombie apocalypse that still kept who he was at his core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I love mm-hmm. that about him. Like all of this ugliness, it didn't change the way he was. It didn't mm-hmm. change who he was at a, as a person. He was still hopeful. He was still optimistic and Sometimes in the midst of all this grittiness, you need to have a person like that. Now, we mm-hmm. knew when he was gone for so long and he and automatically showed up a few episodes ago, we already knew he was going to die. Okay. Correct. We already knew this. And then AMC kind of sort of spoiled it by posting a photo. And so we were ready. Yeah, but it was, and it was him. I guess that was when he was, you know, when he got knocked out. When he fell. Because Mm -hmm. again, he had a knife in his hand. He was trying to kill those walkers when he got knocked down. So that's why the knife was there. But we didn't know what that photo was. We just knew, oh, that's definitely Luke on the ground. He is definitely dying. So we were prepared. But I think the women's performance in this made it even more harrowing. Because if you think about it, this whole group, this is the group that started the new era of the show together. Mm-hmm. They All did. five of them. And they survived this whole time just for Luke to die right at the end. Yeah, and the, I was a little emotional. I mean, I was emotional the first time. But looking at the second time, it was a lot. But also, I mean, man, y'all had him suffering. I mean, y'all cutting off legs and he bleeding all over the place. I'm like, this is the worst death ever. Well, I mean, if you think about it, they went to the hospital thinking they were going to have access to medical supplies, not knowing Pamela's bitch ass had to take all of the supplies. So it was like a horrible death. I mean, it really was. It was. However, I would have cried more if he died on Fantastic Beasts, but that's just me. I'm about to kick you off. 
this podcast. No, because I love him on there. So I would probably be more sobbing oh, if it happened oh, there no, than we're on not here. Gonna talk his no. I'm not because I don't never want him to ever leave that show. But I'm just saying I would have okay. been sobbing like that okay. if it was on the other movie. Here I was like, okay, Luke has passed away. Let's get out of here now. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. And poor Judith looked so pale. I was like, you know what? This girl has been through it. But like I said last episode, are you really a Grimes if you ain't been shot? Yeah, that's true. Like, been shot. Oh, like good old Daryl. Good old Daryl with the the old blood. With the girl. The, the super blood. And the crazy thing was, as soon as Carol said, we have to make sure your blood types match, I kind of figured that's what was going to happen. But that line about Merle used to make me sell it when we were kids, girl. That was was horrible. (laughs) That was horrible. I was hollering because that is such a Merle thing to do. Yeah. He was like, oh, you old positive? Oh, yeah. We need some money. We We need to sell your blood. Because if you think about it, their mama was probably sitting in the bed drunk with her cigarettes. Uh Their daddy was out wherever, doing whatever. They were probably staying away from him anyway. So yeah, they probably did need a a little bit of change. And just the fact that it was just one of those things where he was like, okay, yeah. mm -hmm. So you know how to do this and you know Carol knows how to do it because she's probably been helping Ezekiel Mm -hmm. in the clinic. clinic. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he was just like, oh yeah, my blood goes with everybody. I can pass it out like candy. <laughs> Should have gave Luke some. I'm like, I'm, I, we needed you to stay on hilltop when we needed blood and stuff. Come on, Daryl. That there's not that much blood that they could have saved Luke. I mean, I think they knew it at the time because I mean, Kelly was in earnest trying to wrap his leg, but Connie oh yeah, was it was like, over. It's over. It was too much blood. Too much. Too much blood. Mm-mm. And you can play the music when you go to sleep. You know what? <laughs> music, man. I cannot stand you right now. <laughs> I cannot stand you right now. Oh, my God. But um, He's digging for a harmonica. Okay. You know what? Let that man have his one last hey, gesture with his family before he leaves. He, me, yep. They have to teach it to the children. We're gonna keep it alive for you. The Luke, the, the music man. man, the Luke, the music man auditorium. That would be nice. They Man. built it. We're gonna... They did. And they probably if, did. In our it. dream, they built it. They, they built that for them. Well, with his friends, they probably did. They did have a you know a place called Luke's Music or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure they went to Governor Ezekiel and was like, "We should do this in honor of our friends." <laughs> I kind of agree with Kari Payton, though. Kari Payton said on uh, Talking Dead, he said he tried to convince Angela to come up with a moniker other than governor because, you know, we don't have a good good track record with governors on this show. No, we do not. Track re- uh, look, governors and doctors, but thankfully he and Tommy beat that curse. Right. I, you know, okay, so let's, let's start on this. So I believe... At one point, one of you two said that Tommy was gonna die. Probably me. But he survived. We'll get to the other ones later. A whole bunch of people should have died. Whatever. 
whatever. I don't know what I was there too. y'all that wants people to die, but with people as skilled as ours and the, no, the because they, they came up with is I really thought Aaron was going. Thank you. And y'all were Thank wrong. Casey will tell you when when Aaron made it all the way to the end, I was dancing in my seat. She was just like, oh Lord. I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to you and Michelle about this on the podcast mm. because I have been saying it all along that Aaron was not going to die. And Jerry See, I was thought, not going to die. I thought Aaron was going to die by sacrificing himself. That would have been really nice. Nope. Oh, that would have been cool. They mm-hmm. should have thought about that. No, we have enough children that's been orphaned. No, Gracie don't need to lose her daddy. So no, I'm glad y'all were wrong about J- uh, him. I'm glad y'all were wrong about Jerry. Who else were y'all wrong about? Now, I would say I was wrong about Lydia or Ezekiel. I was surprised about that because I thought one or the other was going to die. And then I was like, okay. He was also wrong about, you thought, um, Elijah. Yeah, that's why. I, oh, that, I'm sorry. I, I said Ezekiel, but I meant Elijah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. once Lydia got her arm cut off, I was like, oh, and Elijah's in the crowd. Okay, Elijah might not yeah. make it. But Elijah was with and, Jerry. I thought so. him and Jerry gonna, were going to be part of that crowd that was coming through the estates and they were but not in the dead sense they came rushing through right before they closed the doors I was like yes I think I actually did that in the theater <laughs> mm-hmm. there was a whole lot of yelling going on in that theater let me let you know and it was so sweet with Elijah and Lydia, Lydia when they got together and he was like, kissing her head I was like oh they gonna have they gonna get married have some kids in the future I love it one-armed babies right you now who it. who also should have died but they made a good point of not killing her pamela pamela before they made that point i was like shoot her and then after he made the point of this is being in jail will be worse for her i'm like oh yeah yeah Oh, yeah, make sure knows. she don't die. Make sure she, she don't die. He knows from experience. He knows. Yeah, he knows. He, said it to Maggie he knows. And that's why Maggie is shot. Why? Lance. Lance. So she won't be like, take me, Lance. Take me. So, take me, Lance. She's going slowly. Take, take my cheek, Lance. Take it. Was it just me or did it seem like in the end, Pamela may have felt a little bit more for Lance than she was letting on because when she saw him as a walker, the yeah. way she looked at him, of course, yeah. she looked so heartbroken. Her hand all across his face. And yeah, you know, I think it also for her signals the end. Mm-hmm. Not only that too, but you have the, the end people, of everything. The two people who were the closest to her, because regardless of how she felt about Lance or whatever. She's mm-hmm. known him since before the fall. She's known right. him, I think, like they grew up together. They grew up together. Mm-hmm. So now your son is gone. The person that you've known the longest and who probably knew you the best, honestly, is gone is too. Gone. Mm-hmm. Now you and that supported your cause. So now you are surrounded by Our General, people. Mercer, General Mercer and all the Commonwealth soldiers. The Commonwealth soldiers who had your back but realized you were trash. And turned on you. And all these thousands of people you had sitting outside your gates, standing there watching them beg to come in. And you wouldn't open the door. While you was going to watch them get torn to pieces. Right. Those are the only people. And wasn't it wonderful that Father Gabriel, the person who closed out all his people, was the one that let the people back in? Yes, it was. Okay, I see you. Redemption. 
I see what you did there, Father. Redemption. We had some very good redemption arcs in this series. We did. We have to talk about that Negan and Maggie scene. Like, Ooh. Negan finally apologized. Yeah. I was crying. Finally. Oh, me too. You know, and I knew I figured that was going to come after he basically found himself in the same situation just the night before with his mm. pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for him to be like, look, I know I probably owe you more than this, but I am so sorry for what I took from you and what I took from your son. And Maggie's face was kind of like, oh, wait, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, no, she wasn't. And it was just one of those, I don't think she knew how to process it at first. And mm-hmm. she just, you know, she took the rifle from him because he had taken the rifle. He was going to go try and kill Pam because as he said, if you do this, it stays with you. You don't come back from this and you have to come back. Because I think he saw when she killed the Reapers. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? She is one step away from crossing mm-hmm. that line to where she, yeah, she can't come back from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think being in a position where you are now on the other end of all of that and you get to see, oh, so this is what it was like for people who were living under my fear, under my rule. You know, looking in the mirror is a great thing sometimes because mm-hmm. you can see just how much of an ass you are. And again, I know there are still people out there who don't like Negan's character, who will never forgive him what, for what he did. And I understand it. I get it. But to sit here and ignore a story like his, like it would be different if it was just like, if it was all of a sudden he was a change. Yeah, that would be hard. No, mm-hmm. This was over the course of years and it gave it, it was to the point where there were some times when we didn't know what Negan was going to do or what way he was going to go. And so mm-hmm. the fact that we got to see him go from this evil person to this prisoner to a, a person who was basically suicidal or like kill me. I don't want to live like this. And then we get to see the way he was before all of this started, how he was a loving husband, you know, when it mattered to his wife, when he tried to do everything to save her, the way he was with the kids, the way he tried to, you know, contribute in his own way and still kind mm-hmm. of stay back from everyone. Until and even when he, he um, was like, uh-uh, I've earned this. I deserve right. to be here just seeing the whole arc of his character you can't say that it wasn't a well-written redemption story it was and he even said it last week if you haven't been paying a when he said if you haven't been paying attention he, he yeah he said you all are better than me and if you think you i haven't don't been, know that know you that haven't and you been haven't been paying attention and people are not paying attention but attention i now. but i i mean and i even love how she explained how she just can't be around him. And this is the reason why. I'm not just going to sit here and say these, just walk away from you. I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm having a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That conversation was so, like, when she... Mm-hmm. But he needed down. to hear all that. Yeah, he, he did. did. All he was doing was finding people, taking out people, not getting who they were. And then, of course, we see once you get to know who a person is and what they were and... Mm-hmm. 
all of these things. Yeah, you 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 took out your threat, so to speak, but you also ruined a whole bunch of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you took out people who could have possibly been assets to you had you approached mm-hmm. that from a different way. But I mean, we see that. All hold on, hold on. They also had to approach that a different way too. But we can. Well, I mean, I, and I understand that. That's what I was about to say. But we've seen that throughout the series because, again, there have been times when our people have been like, "Oh, okay. Well, if they can't fall in line, then we're going to take it." Rick said that about the Alexandrians. How is that not different from what mm-hmm. he was doing? Mm-hmm. Now, yes, the ways that they went about some of those things totally different. Totally different. You know, mm. I don't see Rick using coercion to say, oh, okay, well, y'all finna be my wives. I'll let no. y'all do this if y'all marry me or whatever. Rick wouldn't have done that. But then again, Michelle wouldn't have been for that shitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he at they, least had that. He had a, a, a someone as his equal with a different perspective, which allowed him to not fall into, we just gonna yeah. kill him and take their shit. And right. I think that's and I think that's the thing too because if you if you look at the way Negan was with certain people the other wives that he had I'm not going to say okay I'm going to be honest okay aside from knowing the fact that it was basically a transactional relationship. Oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll save you if you be my wife, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. We never really saw him, like we never saw him be abusive towards them. We know it was implied. Okay? Yeah. But I feel like he was doing that with some of the, I don't want to say weaker ones, but the ones who were more scared of him. But if you notice the women who stood up to him, Sherry, Sasha, Michonne, even when he was being an asshole towards them, he still had a little bit of respect for them as well. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe if Lucille, well, of course, if Lucille had lived, he would, he probably would never have become that person. Right. And then you, then you have to look at, it was a power, um, power play because it was wives of husbands to keep the husbands in place. Mm-hmm. So we we know that some things happen. It may be some wives he never even, you know, touched that with or touched. It's just yeah. that they're going to become my wife because I need your your husband to, to act to right. Get in line. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it, the way that Negan got into um, power at the Saviors, he had to kill and displace the previous leader. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about it from his point of view, okay, I need to make sure all these motherfuckers fear me mm-hmm. so that there's no attempt to, you know, create an uprising. Cause I mean, if you think about it, had Simon lived a little bit longer, he probably would have challenged Negan at that point because they were all at some point feeling dissatisfied with how Negan was handling the whole Rick situation. Oh yeah. Because he, they were like, Oh, these people giving you a hard time. You need to go on and kill them. Right. Why are, but, why is this but, even a discussion? Right. But I think that was part of it may have been part of the old Negan saying, okay, you know what? Maybe we don't have to do all of this stuff. Like, 
I'm going to, I'm going to do what I need to do just to make sure that that fear level is still there, but we don't have to go overboard. I mean, think about it. Let's be honest in the circle. He could have killed everybody. He could have gone back to Alexandria and killed everybody because they went in and killed about a hundred of his people, supposedly. That's true. He could have easily killed somebody. And like he said, he was only going to take one. Abraham could have been just it. Now we know that wasn't going to happen because of the way the storyline happened in the comics, the way that they, they wanted that to play out, but things could have been so different, but Mm -hmm. now I just really want the story to move forward because if you think about it, it's been 12 years, people grow Mm-hmm. People learn from their mistakes. People can come to regret the things that they've done. They can't go back and change it. He can never go back and change it. He can't bring Glenn back. He can't mm-hmm. bring Abraham back. He can't right the wrongs that he did with Sherry and Dwight and any of the other wives that he had. He can't change any of that. Right. But like Ezekiel said in the last episode, it's what you do from this point forward mm-hmm. that matters. Mm-hmm right so he he you have to see that between serving time and helping others that people can change because if you ultimately say that okay he did that he can't change so we're gonna hate him forever that's not fair because you hope that if you did something wrong and you redeem yourself that you hope people see that you made changes and changes for the better right and i mean all of us like I haven't smashed anybody's head in with the baseball bat, but I'm sure at some point in my life, I probably have hurt somebody to the point where they felt that kind of grief. We've yep. all done that, mm-hmm. whether intentionally mm-hmm. or not intentionally. I wouldn't want somebody to hold that over me for the rest of my life because I may e- I either made a mistake or maybe I did do something intentional to hurt mm-hmm. you. But if I learn from it and regret it and want to change for the better, Shouldn't I be allowed to do that? And try to make amends. Yep, you should. Necessary. But you you know, that's going to be that's going to be a debate that's probably going to take place. That's a a real debate that people have every day when people you know, get out of prison. Oh, he gonna be the same. Oh, he he not gonna do nothing with his life. He just, you know, that's something that goes on now. Right. People don't, once you do one bad thing, Every you're forever associated with that bad thing. Mm-hmm. Whether you come out and you know give to charity and turn your life around, start a boys and girls club, a mentoring program, mm-hmm. it, people still look like, oh, that's the man they killed, such mm-hmm. and such. So it's now like you know that one event erases everything else you've ever done, and mm-hmm. and and not just with killing somebody. You know, it'd be women. You know, oh, that's the lady who did such and such, slept with all these people, and how she get married, and you know. It's that old adage of yeah, turn the hole into a housewife, but some man has. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you why you do that? Like mm-hmm. she can't change. Like right. she could have been going through something, and this is why she wasn't. She got help, yep. she got therapy, she got whatever she needed to do to change her life around. Mm-hmm. But that stigma of you is still there. And that's all that is. It's like people have to make a choice. Oh, yeah, I used to be this way. Hell, T, I ain't the same person I was 15 years ago. Right. You know I mean? Would you still hold me to we the same a year ago? I was 15 years ago mm-hmm. or 25 years ago, like before I had kids. 
when I was in the streets every night. You know what I mean? Right. If you looked at me like, oh, I remember you used to, that was 25 years ago. <laughs> you know, that's more than enough time to for me to have changed my life. Mm-hmm. You know? Very so it's like so. you got to give people a chance to grow and do better. Mm-hmm. And I think he has done that. Yep. And well, how much we'll see once Dead City comes on. Right. And did we see him at the end in the future? We no. we got a mention of him. He sent Judith back her watch. So he's off in one of the other communities because I think when Lydia and Elijah came to the Commonwealth, they were they passing like letters from other people. So oh, okay. Think, okay. So I think well, they- probably, you know, they're communicating between Alexandria and the Commonwealth. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, Negan could be somewhere else. You know, they could have found another community or started another community, or maybe he or went back to their hotel. People, yeah, took yeah. their people and went somewhere, and maybe that's where he is. And they're just all like coexisting the way that they were, you know, back when Hilltop and the Kingdom, yeah, were. I, I mean, may- maybe they went to Kingdom 2.0. You know, sure. maybe they, they or Jerryland. What do they call those? Yeah, call? Jerry. <laughs> well, they're gonna be wherever a doctor is. Oh, they gonna be. First of all, one thing I want to add: Nabila is beautiful in person. Beautiful. We didn't even realize it was her. She's so beautiful. I didn't realize it was her. her was so looking, used to her seeing her. Looking, yeah, wrapped up. She had on this cutout and the th- and the hair okay. down and the makeup and. Let me tell you, all of those, some of those stars that that came out, like we, you know, some of them you're going to recognize, but some of Mm -hmm. them have changed so much. And I don't like, not in a bad way. Like I I forgot somebody was there. Oh, the girl who played, um, why can't I think of her name? No. Well, her too, because I'm not, because I wasn't used to her without the short hair. So when I saw her, I kept looking like, I know who that is. And I didn't realize it was her until I came, you know, got back to the hotel and saw her her Instagram, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Oh yeah, Carol's daughter. You mean Carol's daughter? No, no, no. We're talking about Annie, Negan wife. Okay, because I was just surprised when Carol's daughter was like, "Oh my gosh!" Right on on talking to, I was like, "Wait!" I was like, "Who gave these children permission?" Wow! Wow! But um, who else was there? Oh, um, what was her name? She was the she was the chick from Oceanside that got killed when they were trying to get through um the herd. Short hair. I know her name is Brianna in real life. I can't think of what her character's name was, but she was there and she was blonde, and I didn't realize who it was until like. Later on, I happened to catch her from a glance, and I was like, "I know her." <laughs> so it was inter- Tara, a lot of Masterson. She, oh, I yeah. didn't even know she was there. She was up on stage, and I was looking like, "Is that Alana?" Like that's Alana again. You know, I see her all the time because she and uh, she and Christian Serratos are like best friends. So I see her on her Instagram all the time. But when I'm thinking about the show. I remember Tara with the long straight hair or the ponytail. And she mm-hmm. had very short, mm-hmm. kind of wavy hair. And I was just like, it's so weird seeing them like in front of me, glammed up and not in Walking Dead 
covered in dirt and blood and mud and guts. Right, right. But, um, okay, we got some other things we got to talk about. We're not going to talk about the sad stuff yet. Let me tell you, Princess blasted Mercer out of the jail. Baby? Baby, get back and cover your head. I was like... I, I need a princess. I'm going to get my man. man. I'm going to get my And man. I miss it the first time, but that same time I heard, baby. Baby, get back. I was like, okay, she's about, she's about to blast it open. She was like, okay, I'm coming to get him. Nobody love- puts Mercer in the corner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she gave she gave that sister a little time to get her hug in. Right. Like, and get your jumped, get out of my way. Right, and then she jumped her pole. Yes, <laughs> they get an honorable mention for coordinated outfits at the end. I'm just saying. Yeah, on his dark purple suit. She was so funny because when she had multicolored purple outfit on, right, her purple beads across Woo! her forehead. I was like, ooh, yeah. Well, I think uh, Princess's color was purple. That, that was yes. Color the so maybe he matching her. No, I'm just saying they coordinate couple. That's power couple right there. Power couple mm-hmm. in the Commonwealth. And he's the lieutenant governor. Yes. So, hey. Well, was it? Yeah, it's a good. It's a it's a good thing to see two brothers in charge leading the way. I got no problem with it. Oh. And Ezekiel can't get away from that. He's always gonna lead. And he, he was born to. Yeah. So I mean. Mm-hmm. Much just, as he may he try. can't run from that. I'm kind of like he tried him, to. Can can we call him something other than governor? Can we go back to king? Like we still will call him King Ezekiel. He he's king. So he will always be King Ezekiel to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what, whatever his kingdom looks governor. like. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Governor E. Governor E. No. How you feel? Mm-mm. I can't. King Governor. <laughs> Mm-mm. Okay, I get you it. know. Come on, come on. Okay, we gotta talk about Miss Badass Rosita Motherfucking Espinosa, and she was. Yes, she was. She From was the- Super Mama Bell. Man, let me tell you, John Wick in that apartment. What? What? They walked. Whoever filmed that scene, home. yeah, it was great. Yes, all the babysitters have like, been bow, eaten. Bow. Whack, bow, whack. You got somebody like, decapitated. I mean, the walkers are baby. the walkers are having a feast, and she walks in. She thinks that her baby is gone. She hears that crying. She takes off down that hallway, and I mean, literally, she runs in the door. A walker is behind the door, grabs her arm. She turns around, hits him. There's another walker in front of her. She shoots him. She turns around to the first walker. She shoots him. There's a walker on the ground. Now, what they did was, and we talked about this because we saw we we've seen the clip of this. Mm-hmm. Whoever the babysitter was had enough foresight to try to protect the kids the best they can. They turned the crib over on the babies. There were three babies there. I know one of them was Coco, one was Jerry and Nabila's baby. I don't know who the third one was. Somebody said it might have been baby Adam, but I'm like, baby Adam should be like toddler Adam at this point. I feel like just the walking dead world. So anyway, she goes in, rescues her baby. They rescue the kids. Now this is the part 
that I have a, a, a little bit of problem with. Even though watching it again tonight, I was like, okay, I can kind of sort of understand, but no. So they're all, everybody's on their way to rendezvous at the hospital where Judith and Daryl and Carol and all of them are. But what happens is Rosita, Eugene, and Gabriel, their ride, one, is not working. Two, they, they, had, to, they had to go through a horde. They're surrounded by walkers. They get out of the ambulance and they start fighting. And there is like a little, you know, uh, storm pipe on the wall leading up to an open window. Rosita is telling Eugene to go up the pipe and he's like no you first and she was like I'll be behind you now at first I was wondering I was like why would she let Gabriel and Eugene go up first and not her the only thing that I can think of is one Eugene is the weaker of yep. the three like yeah mm -hmm. Eugene has Eugene has come up Eugene can handle his own, but still, when it comes to pure strength, she, I think out of the three, she is the strongest and she she's is the most skilled fighter. Yeah, those two were also holding babies, and I okay, I, I'm gonna say it from a mama's point of view. We know how to handle our shit, holding a child and getting other things done. Mm -hmm. They may not be used to that. Gabriel may be a little bit because he is Coco's father, and he does not. He has not ever seemed like the type of person to be like, oh, okay, well, you're going to handle her and I'm going to go over here. Right. He wouldn't do that because if that was the case, why even claim her as your daughter in the first place? She's not biologically yours. Mm -hmm. But he takes care of her, so he probably knows how to maneuver around, too. Yeah, but he's Fighting the sharp shooter. Yeah, he's, he's more the shooter. Mm -hmm. And he had, you know, he had the gun. Eugene is probably the least experienced out of all three of them fighting wise and child wise now yes he is also taking care of coco that's coco's uncle but not to the point where he's going to be able to protect whoever's child he has and fight off the walkers and climb the pole and climb see that's my thing is it's gonna take him a minute to climb the pole so mm -hmm. i i'm good over here fighting them while it takes him time to climb the pole yep and then plus he'd be easier to just pull up if they them two right right, right. Mm -hmm. but the problem is, he, we can't pull up Eugene. He, we'll be like, I'm sorry, dude, just throw me the baby. Gabriel either, because <laughs> he might be short, but he, he's, you know, he, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's solid. He, yep. So the thing is, they get up the pipe. Eugene gets up. Gabriel gets up. Rosita is going up, but at this point, the herd is on her. They are pulling at her, clawing at her, and she can't, she can't get a grip on the wall like the other two could mm -hmm. she reaches out for them and then all of a sudden you see her falling backward and i tell you i missed it when we watched it live because everybody at this point was screaming and hollering eugene's rosita that was probably the worst sound i heard in this episode just the way mm. rosita because you know he feels like he's watching his best friend go to her death. Yep. And I think Gabriel was like, I'm coming. I think he was trying to, he was trying to go to her and she slipped before he could get out that window. Good. And then the fight started. 
because Rosita gets up. She's got her weapon in her hand. She is slicing and dicing these walkers. She's protecting her baby. She jumps up on top of this fire truck and then she jumps over to the wall again. And this time she's finally able to get up. When I tell you the damn Orpheum Theater went nuts. Crazy. Nuts that Crazy. whole time. Like people were screaming and still trying to hear what was going on. But it was like everybody was so emotional because we just knew Rosita was dead. And then when she got up, everybody was cheering. Everybody was screaming. And we thought it was okay. We should have known better. Because after all the shit happens and they get a chance to kind of sit down and rest, she's over by the fireplace playing with Coco. Eugene is over sitting. Max is taking a nap with her feet in his lap. I heard somebody say, that's right, Eugene. You massaged them feet. Was that you, Casey, who said it? <laughs> <laughs> somebody said it in the theater. Mm -hmm. was like, yep, Eugene, you massage her feet. That's right. And he goes over to her and it's almost like he's collecting himself to say anything. But at that point, I still was not, I was not putting it together. When he said, I can't wait for summer. And he starts talking about taking Coco to Oceanside to teach her how to swim. And she will not look at him. And I think the first sentence after he said, I can't wait for summer, you could see a tear coming down her face. And I was just sitting there like, and you hear everybody in the theater go, oh, shit, no. Uh-uh. You hear all this, like, collective disbelief. And the way that, let me tell you, Christian Serratos in this fucking episode, I mean, on the regular anyway, but in this episode, the quiet strength that she had for Rosita once Rosita knew what her fate was going to be, I could not stop crying. Yeah, I, I can like when she finally sat there and told he was like, Rosita, when you fell, did you? And she just kind of looks at him and he was just like, Is that can we? She was like, Nope. He like, knew he couldn't face his friend. Mm -mm. And no, she knew it too. Yeah. And she's trying to tell him she's like, Look, you, when you've been on your back, ain't nothing to cut off. Yeah. It, it's, nothing. Nothing to cut off. When I'm gonna cut off half your torso. And, you know, that was the thing that I was kind of, I'm curious about. Because if you look at the way she fell, she fell this way on her back. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, she would have gotten up and turned around. But with that jacket that she has on, I don't see how a walker could have bit her. Now, I did see, I think it was a behind the scenes photo. I'm not sure if it was real or fake of her with her shoulder exposed and she was looking over her shoulder like somebody was taking a picture of her injury and it was it looked like her skin had been torn off like somebody like one of the walkers grabbed her and tore some of her skin off mm. that seems a little more likely to me especially considering she fell down they were all grabbing at her when she but, but a scratch ain't gonna kill you it depends I mean when I I'm not talking about scratch like her flesh was torn off Right. So if if they had gotten if they had gotten their fingernails or anything in her in her exposed skin, that would that would have exposed her to it. Especially you think? Yeah, yeah. 
well, it's already in you, so right, yeah. But I, I was live- just like, because I guess mm-hmm. if depending on how you fall, and if- she rolled over to get up, and that's when one got her on that back. Because when she came, when she popped up, she popped up this way, but she mm-hmm. landed on her back. Mm-hmm. So she flipped over and got up yeah, and started swinging. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. So you could have got it as, as you turning. You yep. know, because they all down like this. Mm-hmm. So as They're you like, turn it around, lunch. as yeah. you turn it around, you know, here it comes. You know, that's a good way to get her on the back. Because now I'm down trying mm-hmm. to get up on my hands and my knees. Right. And mm-hmm. Cause she she instinctly rolled over to protect the baby and realized, oh, I still can pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think, and I think at that point she probably wasn't even thinking about herself. She was like, I am not about to let my child become a meal. That is right. And really, if she rolls over, and even if they took her, her, right, and if they took her, the baby would be underneath and be okay. That they, they would just have to hurry up once the. The swarm moves to get her off of the baby. They they probably so she did the right thing by flipping over. Yeah, but oh, when she sat there and she looked at him and she was like, she was like, "I need you to pull your shit together." I don't yeah, want she this, did. I don't want them to know yet. And he was like, "I can't." She was like, "You'll be okay." And she was like, "Cause I'm still here." When she said that, I lost it. I lost it. Just the way that she said it, I was done. I was done. I was like. Y'all really finna make us lose Rosita. But I was like, mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, okay, we don't have any of the big deaths in the episode. And I felt like at that point, because at that point, everybody was safe then. They had already, you know, they had already saved um the the pe the people, or no, not yet. But they, you know, Judith had been taken care of for the most part. Mm-hmm. I just felt like yeah, I don't think they're going to give us any other big deaths. I was kind of wondering once they got to the part where they were trying to take back the Commonwealth from all the walkers, I was like, okay, we might get one more death, but no, it didn't happen. And I am glad. I don't care what y'all say. I don't need to have multiple deaths for a serious fan. I don't need to be de- depressed. What works for me? I'm depressed enough that the show is over. I didn't need to be mourning. <laughs> We'll come we could have dealt. We definitely could have had one more, mm-hmm. just one. It's like you teased no. it, and no. you, you like teased it, made it seem as if these people were gonna die at different points throughout the show, and like all this foreshadowing. I like the fact that they didn't die because they did that shit so much with us with Glenn that I was like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. If y'all gonna kill him, just, just kill him. Don't don't give me the tease. But I like how Rosita went. She was able to have a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't Thanksgiving, but you Thanksgiving right. Dinner. Right. A Thanksgiving dinner with all her loved ones. In, and she was in and a nice know, room, nice pretty room. It wasn't out in the wilderness, nice pretty room, lay with her baby for a while, had visitors. Let me just say Gabriel this. prayed over. And then they gave it was her nice. a beautiful death. They did. They did. I'm gonna say it was very like that's the way to go. It's very in, in that type of world. You see what I'm saying? In that type of world. But I will say for the final time, Judith asked me to stay out of grown folks' business, all in the business, watching what everybody else stay in the child's place. 
And then she realized what she what, has what not been a is. child since she's been a child. Her so. age says she a child, so she should have set her child ass at the child table, paying attention to what they was doing. But no, you all in there, all all in the adult spaces, seeing what the hell they doing. But now you realize but here's the thing. About to die. It's not she wasn't even she wasn't even being nosy or whatever. She pretty much was doing the same thing Rosita was. She was like, My family is here, my family is safe. And I think she was really just looking around at the people that she loved, like, we're all here and we're all okay. And she just happened to look over, she's smiling at her auntie, her TT Rosita, and she realizes that she's just like, you know, again, Judith is not a child in, in the regular sense of the word. She what she picked that was right, but what she picked on was Gabriel because I have it planned right here. And he looking, wait a second, why Rosita acting like she ain't a little distant, little funny? He kept saying, Are you okay? This is perfect. I want to remember this moment. And then he was like, Wait, what? And what? Then when she tells the look him, I think he tried to hide it, but when she turned around, she when she was holding his hand and she turned around to look at him and she wiped her face. I think that's when Judith knew because again, I mean, it, it's kind of obvious. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, just like we didn't know they broke up, but we knew they broke up. It's mm -hmm. one of those things you read right, and body he... language and you read mm -hmm. the way that they are interacting with each other. And, yep. and she crying and silent she still tears had and a he smile on her face. Mm -hmm. She kept the smile on her face the whole time. She was just like, look. My people are safe. My daughter is safe. Everybody that I love is safe. And I'm sure at that point, she probably also figured out, you know, maybe Judith had told her or, you know, Daryl had said something about, oh, so the reason why Michonne didn't come back is because she out looking for Rick. So maybe in her mind too, she thought, oh, okay, they're going to come back and everything is going to be okay. And she was at peace. She was like, oh, okay, you know what? We're good. They're good. They'll be okay once I leave. I think her main concern at the end, either, either way at the end, was Coco. She mm -hmm. wanted to make sure Coco was going to be all right. And she knew she had Father Gabriel. She knew she got her best friend, Eugene. Yeah, they're going to take and, great and care of They're going to make sure Coco. that she is okay, period, at the end of the day. Right. Now, I, the people who came to see her or the people who were with her when she died, you had Carol and Maggie who brought her in the room. And these are the people who, you know, out the group, some of them, you know, who knew her the longest. Like mm -hmm. literally her introduction to Maggie was, oh, we got to go. I mean, we got to go save my sister. That whole thing with them taking them to the hospital and Beth being brought out. Rosita was there for that, you know? Was she? Yes. That was that was the introduction of Abraham, Eugene, and Rosita. They it sure was because they pulled yep. up in the fire yep. truck. Yep, they pulled up. They pulled so up at the church. That was after Maggie found Glenn. And that was okay. and that was when um they pulled up at the church just as they were getting ready to go to Atlanta because Maggie had found out that Beth was alive. Mm -hmm. So Noah showed them where to go. They pulled up because when she was had. When she was over there falling out on the ground, Rosita and Abraham and Eugene were off to the side, like looking like we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And then you had Carol. 
you had Daryl standing in the doorway. I was like, I'm kind of glad they didn't give us a goodbye scene with Daryl and Rosita. Because again, I feel like those two were like brother, sister, and they had mm -hmm. a really good relationship. And if I had seen Daryl have that kind of scene with her, I would have lost it again. But just the fact that he was just sitting there kind of hovering, like, you know, he probably mm -hmm. already said his goodbye. They probably already said their goodbye. And it probably went something like, don't you get all sappy? I ain't getting sappy. You know, that sort of thing. Because that's, right. kind of that's kind of the relationship they had. So just sitting him, sitting there watching him watch her and then seeing her final moments with her baby and her final moments with Gabriel. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like she and Gabriel exchanged that glance. It's kind of like, I don't have to say it, but you know, you know, mm -hmm. and he takes the baby, he walks out and then here comes Eugene. And I was just like, right. this and point, he does tell Gabriel tells her, we'll see you again. By the time you so walked sweet. in, girl, I'm like snotty nose face all swollen crying just <gasps> done yes and he's like Rosita he was like what'd he say I wouldn't be half the man I am if it weren't for you and she says mm -hmm. I'm glad it was you in the end and then she peacefully dies off and I was just like <sighs> and then the next time we see him it's at a little. He movie. got a baby named Rosie. He got a baby named Rosie, and it's at the little the little memorial fountain, which we're gonna talk about the fountain in a minute. We gotta go back a little bit, but I had to go ahead and get the Rosita stuff out because I still can't watch that. And I'm and then I'm glad they didn't show us like who had to, you know, end her life. Eugene, that's why she said it. That's oh, why she was like, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's you in the end. Oh, I hate that he had to do it. But you know what? He probably was good that it was somebody else. Yeah. I know, but I'm just saying that had to be just, you know, I, I got some tears now. It had to be heartbroken. Of course. So of course. And he loved her. He loved the hell out of her. Mm -hmm. oh he did. He loved the hell out of her. So when they had he did. that scene and he was sorry, there, Max. And when when no, I don't. I think at that point it had evolved to something different. But when I know, but it's just it, it, the love that he has for Rosita and the the respect he has for Rosita and just the type of person she was. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just being realistic. Couples therapy. I'm being realistic here. I understand. You understand? I ain't saying the same type of love, but you know, a couple times he'd be like, "Oh, she's not Rosita." I'm just saying. He loves Max. Oh, but they're gonna be some sometimes. He went wrote she wasn't Rosita. Okay, all right, keep going. But when I tell you, when he was sitting there trying to get it in his mind that she was gonna die, he just said, "It's just that I love you so much." And she just looked at him. And she was like, "I love you." I can't even. I can't even do it. I know that's oh. it's deep. Oh, oh, because we don't get scenes like that mm -hmm. in this show. Not often. When do you like really? When do you when do you really have time to actually sit there and process emotions? Peacefully dies. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't get it very often. And they've had not in this world. Time. Not in this one. And they uh -huh. got a real chance to. It, the send off she got, nobody ever got. 
Nobody. Not to, no, because nobody else was was peaceful. I mean, even if you think Carl. about Carl. No, Carl wasn't peaceful though. Remember, they they had had this whole thing where they were getting away from Negan. That's oh, I wasn't. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. I just I just was thinking that they had time, time to pro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Process time to, time to talk him. to him, time to talk. And I I'm more thinking of that type of piece that he was around his family than these other ones who were on the ground and your guts being poured out and you yeah. just done and they got to run away. But I mean, right. if you think about it, Carl was on the ground too. He was in the burnt out church. He didn't get the love in uh, his bed. Deanna. Deanna, Deanna was did, another one. No. But she, she was on the couch and she ended up being a walker helping you know, well, before she turned no, into a walker. No, because if you think about it, what happened, Deanna was in the upstairs bedroom and when they were trying to get away, she got up and she rushed the walkers. So she didn't even have a peaceful death because she died being torn apart by walkers. Because yeah, she so was that's trying not... to give them time to get away. I think the only other one I can really think of right now that comes to the top of my head was Bob. And his was even his was after a trauma because he had been mm-hmm. taken by yeah. the um by the terminus Termin- people. They had taken his leg. They had eaten the tainted meat. Tainted they meat. came back into the church. Rick killed them. And, you know, everybody got killed. Yes, he got a chance to be in, you know, in a bed. And, you know, Sasha was there with him. Tyrese was there with him. But still, that was, it wasn't peaceful the way that Rosita had. Rosita was, like you said, she was able to have, enjoy a meal, seeing everybody happy. And mm-hmm. then after everybody had that happiness, that's probably when she had to when she broke the news. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad we didn't see that either. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to make it. I wouldn't have been able to make it. Oh, now let's get to the good part. The whole purpose of us being here. Wait, we still got other stuff to talk. Were you talking about the end? Okay, no, we still we got still Pamela. We still got Pamela. She in jail. Okay, yeah, she in jail. She in jail um, it was nice. That, we gotta talk about that Scooby Doo plan they came up with. <laughs> like we like I felt like we were the video game. Okay, everyone, go to the central corner. And when you get to the central corner, make a right, stay together. We'll meet up at the med medical oh, bay. Oh, I was oh, like, oh. are we in the video game? Like we transition real quick to get okay. So they blew up some walkers, but I like what Daryl said to convince Pamela. Well, you didn't really convince Pamela. You convinced. What did you call that woman next to Pamela? Oh, you talking the, about the trifling? I, I don't even remember. The fake general. Called. Yes. The, the fake, fake general, general convinced mm-hmm. him not to kill um, Father Gabriel when he was opening the door. And he said, you know, come on, people. Come on. We should like, not be doing this. We don't have to live like this. Right. We are not the walking dead yet. We ain't, uh, uh-uh. he said, We ain't, we ain't the walking dead. I'm sorry, we ain't the walking dead. We ain't the walking dead with my he super was, blood. We ain't the walking dead. Yeah, he was like, We have other enemies besides each other, like, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm. But I also, he was, you trying so hard to make the new world like the old world. He said, That mm-hmm. was a fucking problem, right. <laughs> But we've been saying this. We said this from the moment we were introduced to the Commonwealth. We were like, this is going to be a problem because you're bringing back old ideals. You're bringing back old prejudices, old uh, egos, Mm -hmm. old Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. 
there's a reason why the world failed. Didn't work. Yep. So why would you want to go back to that? We've been saying this from jump. Because she was right. on top. That's why. People, right. that are, people that are in power want to remain in power. In power, right. Even in the middle of a fucking zombie apocalypse. Right. I want to be the That's why her son her so son was going to be in her son was going to be in charge. I mean they wouldn't even have no no elections. So, then General Mercer appointed. Mhm. General Mercer arrested her for treason. Mhm. After she arrested him for treason. <laughs> I mean, turn about is fair play. And then what they the did better was in charge. they they let they let the people in the gates. And again, mm-hmm. Father Gabriel was the one who did this. He started walking towards the gates. All the Commonwealth soldiers have their guns on him. They're like, "Stop! We'll shoot." He was like, "I'm letting these people in, and I'll kill anybody who tries to stop me." I was like, "All right, he Doug that shit father. too." He said that shit with his chest. Father, thug. right? But he also though he has damn backup surrounding him. Like y'all motherfuckers shoot. Him. Ooh, excuse me, y'all shoot his ass. We gonna shoot like, you. <laughs> Carol was like, we'll "And don't forget, we got two snipers." Oh, and they didn't even know where Maggie and Negan was at that point. They just Ooh. all of a sudden, oh, Lance, Lance, uh, Walker, Lance's head just exploded. Like, oh, where that come from? Oh, hey, yeah. Maggie. Hey, boo. <laughs> uh-huh. Then they had a secret plan to blow up all the nice houses with the Walking Dead. That was Maggie was like, oh, that was a good way to get rid of that hierarchy. Yeah, it, everybody, <laughs> everybody staying in apartments now. Did you hear what, everybody? Did you hear what Carol said when they had Pamela in the jail and she was talking about uh, what was it that uh, Pamela P- Pamela said? Uh, you don't know what it's like to leave people, blah, blah, blah. And Carol was like, that's okay. We'll figure it out. At least we don't have to worry about what happened, what, what to do with your Who house. Who gets your house? Because <laughs> they blew the shit up out their house. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, because, you know, the house that they had the stuff in, so basically what they did, they went and got some of the fuel from wherever they keep their fuel reserves, which I'm not surprised is right there in the rich part of town. So they go get the fuel. They set these traps. They put the fuel in the suit, like in the sewer tunnels. They put them upstairs and they jerry rigged a record player so that when it, when the arm came off the record player, there was a little spark and it set off all the fuel drums. Now, the sad thing is, or the funny thing is, depending on which way you want to look at it, they showed the surroundings of the house that all the fuel that the fuel drums were in. And all you see is old pictures of Pamela and Sebastian and her husband. <laughs> I was like, oh, y'all gonna blow up Pamela's house, make sure she really doesn't have anything to look forward to. So so any nothing, no pictures, nothing. Right. So in that sense, as a mother, I feel sorry for her because now you have you really have nothing left to remember your son by. But yeah, she kind of deserved it. And did you notice that the jail cell they put her in was not one of the nice ones? Like they had Mercer and Sabeth, I mean Mercer and Lance in. They gave her like a a, a, a thugged out. It didn't even have no padding on the wall. None. It get cold in there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Question. So, because they did that, and it's it's one of two things. 
either the upper crust community was far enough away that it didn't affect the other community or was their pipeline system totally different? Because how did it only blow up that and not get to the rest of the area? I you think they were, what I'm if you look if you look at the aerial views that they're showing the right now, it's far away. It looks far, okay. far enough mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. They got like a nice thick forest between the regular okay. folks. Because I'm like, how did they blow all this up and didn't blow? None because of... they were probably in the old world. Those were probably two separate communities. And just when the Commonwealth started getting built, they mm-hmm. probably put around a wall around the whole thing. Mm. That that's what I'm thinking. But either way it goes. <laughs> but that was my question. I ain't blowing up everything. But okay. Because even, I, I even when sense. you see the walkers coming through, um, they're coming from the woods. Mm-hmm. Right. The herd. So but yeah, I was feeling I was feeling a little bad. I was like, oh Judith, your little friend is at the door. She was at the gate. I was like, okay, Pamela. And and the crazy thing was Pamela was standing there looking at them trying to get into the gate. Mm-hmm. And they got to a point where the soldiers were shooting them, like the people who were climbing the walls, they were shooting them off the walls like So you're just gonna shoot your people. You don't give a fuck right. about people. You know, and that's the reason why she's not in, in power now. That's the reason why mm-hmm. her soldiers turned on her. Because if you think about it from the soldiers' point of view. Okay, if you're going to let the quote-unquote lower people go first, who's going to be next in line? Us. Mm-hmm. And then, hell, that's probably where some of them live. Are they families? That they, and she was like, oh, that means they'll go to the lower wards first. Yeah, the lower wards is where all the soldiers is. That's where all the regular folk, all regular. the working folk were, are. They're not up there with Pamela and her people. But notice you didn't see none of Pamela's people around. I don't know what happened to them. No, they were in their house, but they were told you either gonna stay and get blown up or you gonna come out with us and help. And they came out and helped. Mm. They were able to pack a bag. Pamela could. They gotta take a couple pictures with them and found them apartment or north side. Mm. And hell, there had to be some accommodation unless they just had big ass houses with uh only one or two people in. And and that that could which is possible because that is possible. That big ass house and it was just her, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's go talk about something else so we can segue into Casey's favorite part. Of the show. Foot, yes. So during one of the mo- one of the parts where Judith has regained consciousness. Um, this is the first time that she gains consciousness and she's still very weak and she's she's looking around. She's trying to figure out where she is. She asked Daryl, she was like, where am I? And he was like, you're in the hospital. She was like, why? Why am I going to die? And he was like, no, you're not going to die. She was like, it feels like I'm going to die, but I can't die because mom's going to get dad and she's going to bring him back and we're going to be together again. We're going to be a family. The look on Daryl's face like, what the fuck? You're going to get dad? It's almost like he was trying to figure out if she was telling the truth or if she was was delusional (laughs) from the blood loss. And then the second time that she regains consciousness after uh, they've gotten her to Tommy and Tommy has done surgery to, you know, get the bullet out and everything. She looks at him and she was like, what I said about mom and dad, he was like, is that true? She said, it's why she never came back. 
I was scared to tell you because I thought you would leave too. And Daryl and Carol are looking at each other like, Rick is fucking alive? Like, what? What? But Daryl's like, I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to go anywhere. And you know, she has, she, she has a valid reason. And I've said this before because people were like, I don't understand why she's not telling him. Um, do y'all remember that Daryl lived off the grid for 18 months looking for looking for Rick? Yeah, he did. He would not I even did. come into Alexandria and take a shower or sleep in a bed because he felt like he felt a little bit of guilt and he felt like mm-hmm. I have to find him. I have to bring him home. Mm-hmm. Even if his even if it's his body, I need some closure. Mm-hmm. We need some closure. Because again. I feel like Daryl feels like part of that is his fault because of what him and Maggie were trying to do, trying to go kill Negan. He was trying to distract Rick. They ended up in that damn hole with the walkers mm-hmm. and that just wasted a whole bunch of time and ended up with them being in this position where Rick had to quote unquote sacrifice himself to save them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so let's talk about Rick and Michelle. I know we got other stuff. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. What? We're not there quite yet. Oh. We got to do the one year. One year. We get, we, okay. Because we're going to end with that. Yeah. About the what? So about Hanukkah the said she wanted to say something about the phone. Go ahead. What, what's going on with the phone? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, I was just looking at the fountain. I was like, so did they build that in the lower section or did they rebuild that like in the estates as like it a looked monument. like it looked like a monument because when they were up on the little thing talking all that behind them was clear everything was clear yeah okay and that so could have been sure. a park that we never saw before too no they okay. probably turned that estates into because that's a lot of no that's a that's lot of a lot rebuilding of yeah because have. it like the ground has sunken in i don't mm-hmm. think that that's six i think it's behind the curtain so they you don't see what's behind the curtains <laughs> they they're covering up the burnt forest behind you that could have been a park that was already there that's been dedicated okay that's right. max went to a different hair store i'm dead <laughs> found a new wig they yes, she did. Yes, she did. She had a baby. She had to get a new one. You know, hair grow when you have when you're pregnant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's the vitamins and yeah. nutrients mm-hmm. that the baby yeah. gives you. Okay, so she, that was her own hair then. Okay. So yeah, we we get the we get the one year later. Everybody's happy. You get to see Magna. Oh. I'm sorry. Thanksgiving scene. Magna and Yumiko are back together. Back together. <laughs> back together again. Life is too short now. Come on. And you know, the funny Let's thing is they, they were talking about it on Talking Dead and uh, Eleanor Matsura was saying that when they got the script, you know, I think the kiss happened between them, but then when it came to the year later part, Apparently they weren't together anymore. Magna supposedly had a new girlfriend, and she said she was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, we're not doing this." She said she called Angela and was like, "Can we please let them have their happy ending? Like, right? Can that be a thing?" And I'm like, like "Why would we end that Thanksgiving y'all kissing, and then a year later you was another?" Be like, "Nah, I mean, we're not doing this." Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's realistic. Some people just aren't meant to be together, and I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm gonna be very honest. 
I was not one of the people who bought into Magna and and Yumiko's relationship because really? I, I didn't at first. Like it was so weird because at first it was like they were just friends and then all of a sudden out the blue they're they're kissing each other when they when they were um this was when Alpha infiltrated the carnival. Mm-hmm. They kissed each other to go one way and to go the other way. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess they're together. And then you got the one scene of them, you know, the one love making scene that we had of them, which I will admit was was quite hot. But it's like, other than that, I didn't really feel like it's, it was kind of like one of those relationships I felt like was kind of thrown in there like Rosita and Gabe. Like you have us, when we first meet them, Magna is distraught because this guy who was part of their group ends up getting killed and I thought oh that's her boyfriend mm-hmm. which could have been but I never saw her and Yumiko act in a way that would have suggested that they had interest in each other I just and maybe if I go back and rewatch it now I'll probably see it but I never saw it so when it happened I was like that came out of left field like where did that come from I it wasn't that I didn't like it I was cool with it once I realized oh, okay I guess they're together but again it just felt like we would get like these intermittent scenes of them together and then Magna disappears because of the cave-in and then she comes back and she's angry and then she has this breakup scene with Yumiko, I can't do this anymore. I was like, you can't do what? You ain't been here to do shit. Like, I was so yeah, confused. I, I, <laughs> I, you know what? And I'm, I'm with you too on that. Yeah. I was so yeah, confused. It, it, yeah, it was but, like, wait, what? Did I, like, miss I saw more of it after they broke up, like once they got into the Commonwealth and you could kind of see them stealing glances at each other while Yumiko uh-huh. was up here being an attorney and Magnus down here being a server. Like you could kind of see that they're kind of like, um, I kind of want to be with you. I was like, I see it more after they broke up than I saw it before. When Same with together. Gabriel and Rosita. I never, like when they first got together, I was like, this is weird. I mean, him and Anne were weird. Him and Rosita, I was like, that flew over my head. I couldn't see how that even happened, especially when she had Sadiq, because I felt all the chemistry with her and Sadiq in just the few the few scenes that we had them with. Uh that we had But see, wait, wait, you well, I got it because if you really looked at it when Gabriel was with Anne, I mean he was laying the lines down. He's a line giver, so that's what he did with Rosita. Rosita and Sadiq was like, "Oh, we, you know, we on the break." And Gabriel was at, you know, at night just talking to her. And they were like, "Well, (laughs) what else? What's the what? What we need to do? Let's go ahead and do it." And she enjoyed it. I mean, and And that was their relationship. It's a lot up under that little father suit, (laughs) right? I get it it was just again that was one of those relationships that threw me for a loop but then at the end when you know Yumiko was turning to Magna she was like can we talk Magna was like talk no bitch kiss me <laughs> I was like yeah I was one of the people who was cheering because I was like that's what I'm I tired. really wanted out of the end yeah. of this series like I knew that there would be some deaths I knew that there would be some heartbreak but I was like, if you're going to end this show, if there's a possibility we may not see most of these characters again, please let them be happy. 
they have been fighting and fighting and That's fighting true. and fighting and fighting for this whole time. Let them have some peace. Let them have some happiness. So mm -hmm. when they kissed, I was like, okay. It's like they won't give Daryl no happiness. He got a little happiness. He rolled off into the sunset. Okay, here's the. He got a thing. motorcycle back. So this is the this is the thing that did piss me off about this episode. Y'all been teasing this whole Daryl and Connie thing, and then did it again. And even in this episode, at the end, she's sitting there having a nice little picnic with her friends. Daryl comes in. She sees him. She grabs her bag. She gets up. She runs to him, and it's just a hug. Why the hell we got this? I mean, you could have just <laughs> left this on the on the cutting room floor. I didn't need this. Tongues are down. I, I didn't need this. I, I'm just... It was the closure and, and, for their relationship. And from what... Of what? <laughs> from what I... I'm trying to help. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't... I haven't read all of the interviews yet, but apparently... There was there was an interview where Angela Kane said that there were that there were plans to go in that direction, but when Lauren Ritloff left to do the Eternals, it kind of messed the timeline up and how they had to film things. I'm like, uh, uh, that ain't no excuse. You could the same way you threw Yumiko and uh, Magna together at the end. That's, that that's all we could have had right there. They could have she could have ran into him, gave him a hug. And gave him a kiss, or did that one year at the Thanksgiving dinner? I mean, and then one year later he got to leave. Yeah, it could have worked. It could have worked. We would have been or, there, or right now, and then he ends up leaving, and then you know that's the end. Give us something, just a little something. Give him a reason to fight to to want to come back from France. However the hell he gets. <laughs> But the other so. thing in this one year is the, the scenes with Daryl and Carol. Those were some you. of the best. You're scenes. my best friend. And like solidified that in writing. In writing, it was on it was on my screen in closed captions. You're you're my best friend. Oh, okay. So for all those people who were like, yeah, they're soulmates, they're meant to be together. Um, not their best friends. And, and the thing about it is, I I don't even I don't ship them together. I mean, they never I don't even see them like that. They, they it truly feels like a best friend soulmates. That's how they are. Yes, and to yes. me, that's how it is. Carol always seems so much older than him. And especially like in the beginning when um, he was doing all that searching for Sophia, mm -hmm. it seemed more like she was he was doing he wasn't doing it like in a romantical way. He was doing it as a I'm your friend. Let me have help you find your kid. I've I've always felt that. I've always yeah. felt that. It's like even thinking about them being together in in that way is weird to me because it feels like you said, Michelle. Feels like best friend soulmate like mm -hmm. like this person is closer to me than my than a brother would be closer yep. than a sister like mm -hmm. there's immense love there yes but I've never looked at it as romantic love and I think I think that one little scene also confirmed that as well so mm -hmm. I don't know and plus like somebody said uh notice she's staying behind in the commonwealth where Ezekiel <laughs> that's what I'm saying 
that's who she's gonna get back with because she's gonna get her baby daddy that i have felt yes like even many from a the times beginning, even yeah. from the beginning when she was looking at him like he was crazy there was something about him that she was drawn to probably because of his ridiculousness mm-hmm. so and even when they was right before he got kidnapped and they in the store i mean in the um yes in the bakery even then i like thought they, i recognized your footsteps he was yes. like uh you know me a little too yeah she's like well that's what happens to some you, pastries when you're married to someone for i know like the footsteps naked mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but uh, remember, they did have some cuddle time before he left for, was it before he left for? When he got the surgery. Was it after the surgery? Remember when they when he brought her the box of stuff no, no, they no, had no, wine no. together? You're talking about cuddle, cuddle time. I'm talking about they had some in between the sheets time before he left for the Commonwealth. You don't remember that? Yes, they slept together. And when she got ready to leave, he says yeah. he said something about oh oh well well we still you know we still working that way and she was like that was never the problem. Mm-hmm. I was like yes. oh, look at y'all being she did say that yes mm-hmm. okay. yep. mm-hmm. so yeah but that scene between them it it really felt like a goodbye and I think it can't for me as a, fan a goodbye between who wait, huh Daryl and Carol Daryl and Carol. Mm-hmm. It, it it really felt like it carried more weight for me because you know carol was supposed to be in the spinoff with him and now she's not she's staying behind she actually has lance's job in the commonwealth so she is one of the leaders of the commonwealth she is going to stay behind and help make that a better place which i'm glad for but it's like that Ooh, that scene with them at the lake and then when he got ready to leave and he told her I loved you she was like I love you too I was like y'all don't do this to me y'all can't <laughs> yeah, that was sweet. we never part I was like Mm-mm. y'all can't and I love it that Daryl wherever it oh wherever Daryl is going because I think when Maggie when they went to go see Maggie they had a conversation or she was saying, you know, there, uh, I think she said there are others out there and I want to talk about that. You know, again, she's talking about, okay, we need to start expanding. We need to start mm-hmm. building relationships. And I was like, I like that. I like that. So Daryl is doing what he was going to do, what he was doing with Aaron. He's going out. Finding people. Finding people. And he tells Judith, he was like, if I see or hear anything, I'll bring him home. I'll let you know. I'll bring him home. Okay. And then Judith's like, Uncle Daryl, you deserve happiness too. Yes, your happiness is over there having a picnic with her sister. Okay. Go get your girl. They better give him somebody when he goes to Paris. That's all I got to say. I don't want him to have nobody in Paris. He needs to come home to Connie. (laughs) Well. He needs to come home to Connie. That's not going to have nobody in Paris. I'm sure Daryl don't know how to speak French. He don't need to try to learn. Just learn enough to get the fuck out of there so you can come back home. Why do they always put him in situations where he don't know the language? You know what, though? (laughs) I'm ready to see it because I just want to see how he's going to maneuver through that situation. I just want to see it. It's going to be funny. He is as country as country can get. Yes. Okay, and, and I don't see, I don't foresee parents having many forests where you got to track and hunt down your own food. And oh, I don't, I don't see it. 
many woods. I mean, you gonna hunt on the Eiffel Tower? I mean, well, I, I have heard. I I have heard some of the like leaks about some of the scenery or some of the um, sets that they're doing. Uh -huh. I don't know how true they are, but I don't want. I, I'm really getting to the point where I'm gonna try to stay away from as much as I can about his show. I'll probably watch when they release a trailer. Right. But other than that, I want to go into this totally blind. Blind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same with uh, Dead Dead City. Mm-hmm. And let's go on ahead and talk about Rick and Michonne. Yes. Go ahead. First of all, did y'all see how beautiful she looked? Of course. Like, oh my of course God. we did. Of course. She's I mean, gorgeous. That outfit was amazing. I'm just Girl, saying. wasn't oh. it? So let's let okay. So let's let, let, work. I was just so happy to see her slice something. I was just so let let's let's talk about Miss Michonne. And Ooh, okay, carry on. So we get a coda <laughs> at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And it starts out. With a with a you know a match, match being struck, and then you hear this dialogue. They are both speaking, and they're both writing in a notebook. And it appears from the way from the things that they are saying, Michonne is writing to Judith. Rick is writing to Michonne. So mm -hmm. from the way that the scenes play out rick's is taking place in the past michelle's is taking place current current time so mm -hmm. rick wherever he has been he's barefoot now he has his boots that's the thing he has his boots mm -hmm. he has his bag he has his journal and he's also got on a dun 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 he's got on a crm jacket mm-hmm and mm -hmm. he's got a CRM staff weapon just like Silas had in the world beyond mm -hmm. when they were using to kill walkers. Mm -hmm. hmm, the plot thickens. So he's having this conversation in his head with Michonne talking about the people that he's loved and lost and the things that they taught him and the things that she taught him and how he's holding on to that and he's trying to get back I was like, okay, y'all. First of all, let me say, when that match struck in that theater, you could feel fucking electricity. That whole place erupted. Erupted to the point erupted. where I was shouting. I was like, y'all shut up because we didn't have closed captions on the no. screen. Right. Right. So you can hear him saying stuff in the background, but because everybody was screaming, we couldn't hear what the fuck he was saying. I was like, y'all, please shut up so we can hear what he's saying. Please, just please shut up. But I was like, okay, was I'm just going to have to listen to it later. Yeah. I was glad to just be there for that. Right. The amount of energy in that room, when that match lit and we saw them curls dangling on that forehead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Baby. And then on Michonne's end, like I said, she's writing to Judith. And what I found out later going back looking, she's writing in the same notebook he had. So that bag and everything, that's all his stuff. So whatever he wrote to her, she's read it. 
she's seen mm -hmm. it so now she knows definitively he is out there that is the mm -hmm. only reason why michonne has stayed away this long because i feel like if she had been uh -uh. out there searching for him and didn't have any kind of like any indication that he was out there i think she would have gone back a long time ago she would have been like okay look mm -hmm. i tried i looked for him i lost yeah. track of him i don't know where he could have been if he's alive but no, you have this notebook and you have these boots. You know he is out there. And I think that's the only reason why she has stayed away uh, the, as long as she has. Yeah. And this is Hanukkah to make me realize that when he threw the bag, he threw it on the ship that she found. He yep. That Virgil took her to. While he's sitting there writing in his book, he hears, or he's standing at the water's edge. Now, apparently he is in I think somebody said Philadelphia because that somebody was else said Jersey. I heard Jersey. I think you, you know? heard Jersey because people were trying to say he because he was in Jersey last week that they they were thinking that's what it was. I don't think that's where he was. I think he was in Philadelphia, but he's standing at the water's edge and he hears a helicopter, and that's when he's like, "No, no, no." He gets ready to run and he throws his book bag on, on that boat and somebody in the helicopter, you know, says, uh, what, did, what does he say? Commandeer. Come on, Rick. Yeah. Commandeer Grimes, you have, uh, you have, uh, abandoned your post. You need to come back immediately, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy says, come on, Rick. What, what, what was it that he said? You, you heard what he said there's no there's no something for the living there's no i can't remember what the words were but i was like hmm because rick looks at this helicopter and he smiles i was like what the hell are, what the hell is this hold on rosita is about to die in my background i have to pause my tv but um i'm sitting there like who is this now i need to go back now i haven't paid attention to the voice but recently online, people are speculating that that's Giancarlo Esposito's voice on the helicopter. I was like, okay, I got to go back and see. Mm. But Michonne, on the other hand, Michonne has this nice new bodice and it's made of leather, I'm sure, to like protect her. She's got this interesting little headpiece that's got like this gold uh mm -hmm. face guard on it she still has her katana she has a horse and when we see her she's riding the horse she kills a walker and then mm -hmm. it looks like she is about to ride into a huge ass herd and i was like what the fuck is going on but I need to get a better look at the background because somebody was saying they think that it looks like a city behind her and like there may have been people or something burning. And I'm like, no, I think those were cloud clouds, like the shadows from the clouds. But I'll have to go back and look and like really, really pick it apart. But yeah, we have Michonne back. We have Rick back. And like Casey said, the theater went fucking bananas. Went bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Bananas. Whew. 
and then we got to watch her on the walking uh on the talking dead with a lot of the other stars uh a lot of the other cast members um chandler riggs was there and turns out chandler was in the finale episode yep he was he said that he came to set on the last day just because he wanted to be there for the last day and um he said denise i think did he say denise i think he said denise saw him and she she gave him uh seth's hat and was like get out there get out there so he was one of the background uh extras back there working in the gardens right behind maggie and herschel <laughs> and alexandria i was like oh that's sweet him came home for the end which was really sweet because i mean if we couldn't have carl at the end which sucks because we should have had until the end of the series at least he was a part of it yeah. you know I thought that was really sweet that they even allowed him to do that. So, yeah, it's over. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think because I know there's probably some stuff we forgot to talk about. I was just mostly thinking about the important stuff. Um. Which I think we we actually hit everything. Did we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Wow. Okay, I thought it was going to take a lot longer to talk about this episode. <laughs> but okay, I can't wait for the spinoff. I'm gonna be there front either. and center like this. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Watching faithfully, and if they put put it on your calendar, Michelle. If they what? have a talking dead, we're we're going. <laughs> we are okay. going. Look at me. I'm all on the let me I'm trying to find Carl. Oh, oh it, it's it's very much a uh blink and you'll miss it. So yeah. someone actually uh screenshot like they oh I'm gonna have to look that up. Okay and you know expanded it and then yeah, so I, I'll send that to you so you can see. Okay. It. But yeah, Michelle, be prepared to go to California or New York or wherever the hell they have this thing. We're going. Okay. Okay. Correct. Okay. And and maybe, maybe we'll see some of these friends in the Fear of the Walking Dead of the new season. Maybe a couple people. Somebody I don't know about season. Fear of the Walking Dead, but I mean, because if, the, the it problem, could have a crossover. But see, the problem with Fear the Walking Dead is timeline-wise, I believe they are about three years behind where the current show is. Oh, okay. I thought they have caught the... But see, we but jumped... But if they have a time jump, we could. That's true. And there is a possibility they may have a time jump based on one of the photos that's been released. Somebody who was a baby in the last uh, season appears to be about 12 now, so... What the hell? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I hope that's not who I think it is. Oh, okay. It probably well, is I have to keep watching to see this time jump here. Okay. All right. Yep. But so. um it, it'll also be interesting c- considering what happened at the end of last season in fear as far as Morgan goes. So I have to wait for y'all to catch up. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. That. Um, highlights from the LA trip. 
so we got to be part of the group of the first hundred, you know, kind of sort of hundred people who were allowed near the red carpet so that we could see the stars arrive. So we got to see like uh, Norman Reedus and Michael Rooker arrive. We saw Kaylee in person. We saw um, Yvette Nicole Brown. She came over and talked to us for a little bit. Um, like I said, Melissa McBride, she actually skipped the red, the actual red carpet and came over to talk to the fans. And when folks started doing selfies, I'm telling you, me and Casey, we were sitting at the top. They had like some expandable bleachers like you find at the the high school football games. I ran down those things so fast. I was like, please don't let me bust my ass. But if she's taking selfies with people, I need a selfie with Melissa. I've never had an opportunity to meet her before at a con because when she goes to conventions like Pandemic or whatever, she's one of the VIPs. So you have to pay a lot of money to even be able to meet her. And because they always overbook those people, you never really get to spend time with them. Like it's literally, hey, how you doing? They're signing autographs. You take a picture, then you got to go. And I was like, I, I just, I can't do that. So the fact that we got to meet her and she was, she was very lovely to the fans, very nice talking to everybody. Um, really, everybody that we got a chance to meet there was amazing. We, we got to meet um, Walker Wynn, who was one of the Canva finalists for the contest that they have and she is the she's the person who she's the artist who did these posters behind me um so we got to meet her in person finally and uh vincent the person who actually got us the link so that we could get our tickets and reservations and go we got to meet him and you know we we just it was a fun time, even just standing in line, talking to people. Casey is one of those people. She does not meet a stranger. She was talking to everybody. 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 Anybody who walked around with a badge, she was like, hey, what you doing? What you supposed to be doing? Where you going? <laughs> I mean, she was talking I, to everybody. Honestly, I swear that's how we ended up with bracelets. I swear. You might be right. Because when they had, they was like, oh, we got only got one left. I was like, Give me my bracelet because I'm yeah. the next one. Yeah, and so she was bracelet. like, "Hold on, left came back with two bracelets." Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun actually being able to watch Talking Dead, and this was something Casey had said in LA when you talk about manifesting stuff because when when they started season eleven or not even started season eleven at the end of season ten. I had said to Casey, I said, now, you know, they're probably going to do something big for Talking Dead for the finale. Mm -hmm. I want to be in L.A. for it. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, but I really want to go. And I really thought it was going to be one of those situations where you go online and you request the tickets like you would for a regular Talking Dead Mm -hmm. show. So I was like, yeah, those tickets go so fast because they only allow 20 people in the studio audience at this point because of COVID. And I was like, nah, they're going to do something big. I don't know what they're going to do and I don't know where they're going to do it, but it's got to be something like for the 10th, I think for the start of the 10th season, they were at Madison Square Garden. I believe that was the one where they were at Madison Square Garden or one of the ones they were at Madison Square Garden. I don't remember. It might've been the hundredth episode, but I was like, they have to do something big like that in order to see it out, out the door. 
So either way it goes, I'm going to find myself in L.A. somewhere. And we were there. We were there. We and we didn't get murdered in our, in our hotel. We did not. She kept saying, oh, my God, this looks like a murder hotel. It was a cutesy <laughs> little, um, I don't know what you, what you want to call it, like a boutique hotel type. It was, it was a motel. It was a motel. but okay. it, Well, it was an inn. It was an inn. But it okay. was, you know, it was decent for like Red us being in. there. It was very, uh, it was very cheap for us. Yeah. And like, we parked our scooters outside, and they were still out there. We went the next day. So. We did. We we took we took scooters around the city. It was fun. Which was awesome. We had a good time. We're gonna have to do okay. that no matter what city we go to. We need to find a scooter. It was awesome. Look, we even decided we were going to take the scooters to the airport that morning. Now, we were 11 miles from the airport. We decided, okay, we're just going to, we have time left on our scooters. We're just going to ride the scooters until we can't ride anymore, and then we'll Uber from wherever. So we finally get in the spillway, you know, a little spillway you see in all the movies. We've seen it in the Fast and Furious movie. You've seen it in Stranger Things, something similar to it. We get on the bike trail. We're not on the bike trail five minutes and Casey's scooter died. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. And we are nowhere near the street. We are nowhere near the street. We're nowhere near anywhere where we can come up to the street. So I try to I try to turn my scooter off so I can walk with her. No, they don't allow you to turn your scooter off. There are certain areas that are considered um, off limits and you can't leave a scooter there. So I had to ride for an additional two miles to get to the street and get somewhere where I could leave my scooter. <laughs> so that was an interesting morning trying to get back to the airport. But overall, again, we had a great time. We got in on Friday. We went to get something to eat. And then we looked at the time. We were like, okay, it's 4.30. Um, the Funko store closes at 6 o'clock. Let's just go look at the Funko store. And when I tell you, Casey and I were walking around that store, that store like we were children. Picture, 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 picture. And then we made our own Funkos. And we made our own Funkos. I'm and jealous. Then, and then, because we were on Hollywood Boulevard, we walked for two miles looking for Norman Reedus's Hollywood star. So we could take a picture. We're looking at everybody else's like, oh, 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 oh. But we're like, no, we're looking for Norman's, especially because both of our phones were about to die. I was just going to say. <laughs> we were like, we just need to get this one picture and we're good. But we had a great time. It was, you know, great being there with other fans. Um, like I said, if I could do a, if I could do that kind of viewing with fans for big episodes like that all the time, I absolutely would mm -hmm. because you can't beat that kind of energy. Ooh. Like it was, it was an amazing vibe to be around. And then of course, seeing Talking Dead on stage, seeing, you know, Scott Gimple, Greg Nicotero, Angela Kang. I think who was on this side, Norman, Melissa, Lauren, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And then over here, you have like Ross Marquand, you have Kari Payton, Michael Cutlass was there, um, Kristen, Christian Serratos was there, um, Sarah Wayne Callies, uh, Lori from season one was there with, with the kids, with uh, Judith and Carl. And it was just, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. But it was so much fun. And we were like, 
Man, Michelle should be here. <laughs> we were. You see my face? She should have been there. She should have. Yes, I had to throw my own little solo watching party. Mm. Well, at least you didn't have to tell nobody to hush when Rick started talking. No, I didn't. It was just me, you know, screaming and talking. Right. Okay, so. Because I was like, what, 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 what's, what's about to happen? Who are we about to get? And the excited. crazy thing was, of course, because we were there in the theater, we couldn't like, I couldn't do what I usually do. Like when big moments happen, I usually pause. I have to take it in. I couldn't do any of that. So I had to just go with the flow and feel everything. When I, like I said, I was a mess by the end of that episode, a pure, pure mess. And then when they did the in memoriam on talking dead for Rosita, I was like, damn it, I just stopped crying. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this to me? That's and I was mad episode. at the end of the episode. I was mad. I had to process because I really didn't. That was hard with her dying. We it named was. everyone else. I did not have her on my list. And then I was like, they left her Coco. Almost I, right. I was just, and that I was, was devastated. That I did not want. I was like, we have enough kids losing their moms like can yeah that's and yeah mom die mm-hmm. i mean i it's get the way her she went reason out. for it i get her reason for it she said it was a you know she felt like with the happy ending that most of the characters got she felt like they needed to break our hearts one more time okay i get it whatever if that well it, it they did that's selfish yeah it is because they could have it could have been Aaron, and we could have been all right. No, absolutely not. How, okay. how, how about somebody that doesn't have kids to leave behind? These kids have been through enough. Well, yeah. if I had to pick one, it's going to be Aaron. No. <laughs> not Rosita. No. No. She's just being selfish at this point. Right. She was. And then she, you know, she did say that, you know, being an actor is psychological and she felt like you know not seeing this character again she needed to have closure. her own closure which i understand but i'm like okay. she could have showed up in a spinoff her bestie is out there in the world like i really would have loved to see rosita and michonne reunite and someone pointed it out on twitter and said do y'all realize that the last conversation Michonne had with Judith, she asked about Rosita and Coco. And mm. then when she comes back, Rosita's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Coco will be there though. Well, first of all, they're going to have to spend a whole week by the fireplace catching her up on everything. She's been her, gone. Wow. Her. Rick. Rick too. The, I mean. Half the people he knew is gone. Be like, don't even ask who's gone or not. You just look around like, the room. He gonna be like, if they so here, I had to deal with people who wore dead faces, on, dead masks on their face. Like, mm-hmm. what? They would call the whispers. Like, yeah. huh? Yeah. Then we had to deal with Commonwealth. Those are gonna be a chick crazy. named Pamela. See, Commonwealth will probably not be so far-fetched with him because he's coming from the CRM. So the Commonwealth is probably, he's looking at that like, yeah, you know what? That's some bullshit. That's probably mm-hmm. what he would look at. Like, oh yeah, I'm glad my people came in and stepped up and took <laughs> And I don't even think he would think that was far out with the whispers. Now, you know what he would probably think it was a little strange when he was like, yeah, this variant 
um walkers now that you got to deal with no mm-hmm. he wouldn't think that's strange because remember he was the one in the very first episode when morgan's wife came up on the porch and was looking oh, yeah. in the peephole and she looked down at the doorknob mm-hmm. and she started twisting the doorknob it was rick's eye that did this number here and was looking down like what the fuck is she doing variant walkers are not a, I, I keep telling folks variant walkers are not that's not the first time we've seen them no, we, it's not we haven't. The last time we seen. Him. Plus, he was also in the department store where they were trying to escape, and them walkers were beating on it with the rock. Right, very no. walkers. That ain't no. That ain't no stranger to but, it. But climbing, climbing up some walls, he may be like, oh, okay, no, because when him and Glenn walked Which out one was for the climbing? first time with the guts, and they climbed over the fence, there were some walkers climbing over the fence. I don't remember them. that part. Mm-hmm. When they, or that little girl, he, or that little girl, he shot the cargo truck. Okay, or that little girl he shot who was still carrying her teddy bear. No, she she wasn't carrying it. She was walking and she bent down to pick up the teddy bear and kept on going again. And walkers, carrying her teddy bear. Walkers mm-hmm. are not; they are not new. So for him, none of that would be. He's like, "All oh, this shit is strange." I'm mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "Oh, I've seen that. Oh, I've seen." He's that. like, "I've seen it all oh, then." So the whispers wouldn't surprise him. Thousand people. I've I've been over here with the CRM. They got two hundred thousand. That's probably look. That's probably why it took him so long to get away from him. He got two thousand eyes, <laughs> and he got a uh, major general bill probably looking at him too. Like, uh, okay, yeah, Jada's done told me about you, but Michelle, you'll get to you'll get to that when you watch oh. Real Beyond. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I get through this season. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, okay. So we have Dead City, which I believe is supposed to come out like sometime around April. We have Daryl Dixon, which is currently filming right now. And then the Ricky Michonne series is supposed to start in January. Awesome sauce. That's so, next so month. Far, those and, and all of them are supposed to release in 2023. Okay. So I'm thinking uh the um Maggie and Negan spinoff that's gonna be in the spring. I'm thinking Daryl will probably be summer and then Rick and Michonne will probably be fall. Okay, we gotta go somewhere to see Rick and Michonne first episode. Where are we going? I'm hoping that I'm hoping that Nick and Normans is gonna start is gonna do viewing parties for the spinoffs. That would be nice. I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, they're definitely going to do it for Daryl Dixon. Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, it's kind of his place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know what we're gonna need to do? We'll we'll pick a weekend and everybody t- take the or when y'all have a Monday off and go to the one in Chattanooga. Ooh, okay. And we still can go to the one down here. It may not be a viewing party, but. I mean, at least without yeah. the viewing party, we'll have access to the full menu. Yeah. And get them Philly fries. <laughs> you know what? Her and them dog on Philly fries. That's you all I'm order. You guys got anything it fills else? you up. That's <laughs> all I'm ordering. Can I get I the Philly know. fries? And the strawberry fields. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The I already know what I want. Point. The drinks are on I'll, point. I don't even need no menu. <laughs> <laughs> she already knows. You guys have anything else to say about the Walking Dead series? 
finale. I'm going to say that every time I have to say it out loud. I'm going to say it was a wonderful 12 years, and I'm glad it ended the way it ended with my yeah. boo. So that means I get a little more of my boo. But I've enjoyed all the deaths, mm -hmm. all the lives, all the celebrations, all the characters we met, all the characters we lost. It, the it ones was, we loved, the ones it was a good ride. It was a good, good ride. Yeah. I'm just ended on a great note. It, it, it did. did. It did. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. after breaking our hearts and ripping it out and stomping mm -hmm. on it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Took us to the streets. Just made us feel it like, oof. Okay. So I guess <sighs> that is it for our Walking Dead coverage until Fear the Walking Dead returns. I believe that is March, maybe. I have to go back and look. But I know Fear is coming back, and then we have Dead City coming, and that's within the next few months. So at least we'll. I don't know. We have something to look forward to. Michelle is catching up on fear. I think, Casey, are you done catching up on fear? No, remember, I, I it's not on Hulu. Season 7 isn't on Hulu. That's right. So, so I gotta catch find... them as they come on. And they're not on AMC Plus, which I'm about to cancel. So we're gonna have to figure out some kind of way to get them caught up on Fear of the Walking Dead so that we can cover that as well. Because but I think it's I on can't... Pluto TV. It's on. I'm I'm watching it off of um Hulu. Yeah, no, but, but it stops at season, season seven. seven. It does. Okay. Yeah. No. What's the next season though? I mean, it stopped at season six. I'm sorry. It stopped at season okay. Six. I just had to find season because I'm on season three. I'm towards the end. Oh, okay. You, yeah. Because I I got all the way up to the end of season six, and then I go to go to season seven. It was like. Shows you may like. And I'm like, hold on. I'm the whole. <laughs> so I was able to catch my, I set my DVR. I found season seven. Because even on, on Xfinity, season seven, you got to pay for it. But I found, I went through and I found the first eight episodes that were free. And I recorded those. But I have not been able to catch the last half. Okay. So I'm we'll sure as we get closer, they'll have some type of marathon, I'm sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'll be able to catch the last, or at least be able to record them to where I can watch them when I when I can. Right, right. So, um, so yeah, that's that's gonna be it for our Walking Dead coverage for now, and we'll see you with Walking Dead in twenty twenty three. But for now, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. We have a YouTube channel where you can watch our videos. We have a Discord channel where you can chat with us and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.